The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And finally, Football Bingo is back. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. So where were we? 38 days and a whole World Cup of pass since United won at Fulham. They return to action tonight. Looking to book a place in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. Now here's Bruno Fernandes through towards Garnacho. Garnacho ricochets back off him. Well, he did enough there, Peacock Farrell, but Alejandro had a big chance there. Yeah, he did. He just didn't get enough on it. Fernandes. Wambazaka. Great ball across. That is brilliant. Ericsson scores from close range. Great pass from Fernandes. But how acrobatic and clever is that from Aaron Wambazaka? Absolutely superb. And United lead in the cup tie. Special. Special from Aaron Wambasaka. Goes for goal himself. It's a good hit. And Dubravka turns it behind for the corner. He quite clearly enjoys cutting in and having a bang with his left. Corner. Swung in and he's coming out. Dubravka and it could ricochet anywhere. And that is turned off the line dramatically and he gets away with that Dubravka completely misses doesn't it it's Casemiro in the end that hooks it clear now here's McTominay striding through midfield Martial back to goal Martial finds space that's a tremendous save from Peacock Fowl it really is Big save. Martial did the hard work there, but just couldn't find the net. Now United can break out with Marcus Rashford steaming up the right-hand side. Martial to his left. Rashford still going. It's a great run. What a goal. What a player. Marcus Rashford with a scintillating second. And United on the brink of the quarterfinals. They've got two. Right. But as soon as he picks up that ball, so direct, so positive, purposeful. Everything that you've said about Marcus Rashford all season. It 
it's Goodmanson who doesn't quite have the, the pace of old, but it's a dangerous ball in towards the substitute, who misses a great chance. Darko Chulinov had a glorious chance to make his name at Old Trafford. Goodmanson, great vision. He put it on a plate. Oh, United give it straight to Goodmanson. He's got a great chance now. Oh, what a miss. What a miss for Barnes. And the fans behind that goal, the Burnley fans, thought that was it. It's the only mistake, I have to say, that Casemiro has made all evening. Job well done for Manchester United, who are through to the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. They've beaten Burnley by two goals to nil. So as you've probably gathered from the audio, you are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. The Bet MUFC Twitter account is at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. The Soccer Gambling Podcast is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And my Twitter account is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That is also the name of my TikTok account as well. So you can follow at LockBetting.com on Twitter and at LockBetting.com on TikTok. The pin tweet on the LockBetting.com Twitter account is the PL for LockBetting.com the month of December. That was the 114th month in a row of Transpat Jack Profit, and it will be swapped in a few days' time for month number 115, the month of December. So moving on with this edition of Bet. MUFC, Man United started the season, uh, was resumed the season with a win against Burnley in the Carabao Cup. They are now through to the Carabao Cup quarterfinal where they were drawn against Charlton. That was the dream tie. That was the easiest team in the draw. That was the only lower league opposition left in there. And Man United not only drew them, they drew them at home. So it's looking extremely likely that Manchester United will play a two-legged semi-final to get themselves a trip to Wembley. So a potential cup final awaits for Man United, who are now the second favourites to win the Carabao Cup. Of course, Manchester City are still in it, and therefore they will be the favourites to win it. Manchester City are the three to four favourites to lift the trophy once again, a trophy that's been very popular for Manchester City over the years. But I still think it will be a phenomenal achievement whether we win or lose the cup final if Manchester United can get to that Carabao Cup final. I think a cup final, a decent run in the other cups and a place in the top four would be an excellent first season for Eric Ten Hag. It would be overachieving, in my opinion, especially when you consider what happened last season. I think that was rock bottom for this team. It looked like it needed to be a rebuild from scratch, but that isn't the case if Eric Ten Hag does manage to get into the top four. That means this team are probably a season ahead of where they needed to be. A lot of people will say, well, that's negative, talking about Manchester United like that. Well, that's incorrect. Manchester United are a massive club. Man United finished sixth last season and they went backwards. We got nothing out of any of our new signings and players who are very consistent for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, like Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandes, almost contributed nothing last season as well. So for us to go from that, where we were relying on a 37-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo to 
bail us out on a week-to-week basis while the rest of our players underperformed. Now Ronaldo's gone from the club. We're seeing the best of Bruno again. We're seeing Casemiro fit straight into the club. He's been brilliant since he came in. We're seeing a much improved Marcus Rashford this season. We're seeing the emergence of Ganacho. We're seeing Anthony settling in very, very quickly. We're seeing a new Anthony Martial and all the supporters want to see him stay fit because when he's fit, he's looking very, very productive on the field. We're seeing an incredible version of Christian Eriksen, a version we never thought we'd see again after he suffered his heart issue at Euro 2020. He recovered to go out to Brentford and then we got him from Brentford and he has continued to get better and better in a Man United shirt. At the back, Varane looks solid again alongside Lissandro Martinez. Um, Harry Maguire just had a very good Euro 2020, so we have decent backup in that centre-back position. And uh, Dallow and Luke Shaw look like two of the best fullbacks in the Premier League. And of course, we have David De Gea in, uh, covering the sticks. So this is much improved. And if we can get something out of Jaden Sancho, if he can find the old Jaden Sancho again, if we can get ourselves a, a decent number nine in this window, if not in the next window, and possibly add one more midfield player to give us a little bit more cover, because I'm still not convinced by McFred, um, we can be real, real title contenders in the next two seasons. But at the moment, we need to establish ourselves in that top four. If Ten Hag does make the top four, I do think we are a season ahead. I think this season, it just had to be a case of challenging for the cup top four, maybe having a cut run, getting players out of the club, as opposed to getting these massive improvements out of Bruno and Marcus Rashford. I did not think that Marcus Rashford would be playing this well. I did not think that he would be doing this type of U-turn. But that goal, that was Maradona and Messi-esque. In fact, I saw a video on social media that put a Maradona goal in one box and a Messi goal in one box and a Rashford goal in one box and, and played them all at the same time. And it looked very, very similar to that. Obviously, the strength of opponent being Burnley isn't really comparable. It's not a fair comparison to compare that to England in the World Cup, especially given the rivalry between Argentina and England. But still, what he did on the ball and the goal that he scored... Um, that that was relatively equal to what Maradona did. That was a phenomenal goal. It's not getting talked about enough. And I don't think Rashford's form and his improvement is getting talked about enough. So everything's looking good for Manchester United to make the top four. We have a surprise challenger in there in Newcastle. I thought Newcastle might experience a little bit of a drop-off. I thought the international break would be bad for them. They've come out and absolutely taken Leicester apart today. Tottenham remain unconvincing and inconsistent and they cannot continue to go a goal behind before they start playing, but that looks to be the case. We haven't seen Chelsea yet. Will they be as bad as they finished before the World Cup, uh, before we had the break for the World Cup? If they are, they won't be challenging for the top four. And Graham Potter, despite the fact that it's considered to be a long-term acquisition and a long-term project, will end up losing his job. And um, Chelsea won't be a threat along with Tottenham. And therefore, it will be between primarily Newcastle, Liverpool and Manchester United for the top four. But I don't know if Chelsea are going to continue to be that bad, whether it be... Um, 
suddenly it clicks with Graham Potter or whether it be they make that change and Chelsea bring in yet another new manager to finish the season. I just don't think you can write them off. And you can't even write off Tottenham because Antonio Conte could leave at any time. He's a very, very unpredictable manager. And if he does go, then we know he has the Juventus job waiting for him. We know that Tottenham would be interested in bringing about Pochettino. We know Pochettino is interested in going to Spurs. And I would imagine that would have an immediate new manager bounce. Same if Chelsea replaced their manager as well. So we all know about the new manager bounce and top sides can ride it for a lot longer. We saw Chelsea ride a new manager bounce all the way to a Champions League victory back in 2021 when Thomas Tuchel came in. He not only moved Chelsea up the table into that top four, but he won the Champions League. He won the final against Manchester City. So that's a big manager bounce. And top clubs are obviously capable of that, given their high level of personnel. So we looked at the top four odds on the EPL resumption show. We'll look at them again here and we'll primarily talk about Manchester United and if they can finish in this top four. Obviously, the odds are a little revised after today's games. Man City, not worth talking about them. They're at 1-200. to Arsenal are at 1-16. to They should make it into the top four from this position, although I still don't think they'll end up challenging for the league, despite the fact, as we're doing this, they are eight points clear. And it's Newcastle who are in second place now, not Manchester City. Liverpool are the third favourites here. They have shortened slightly. They're at eight to thirteen. Newcastle are now at ten to eleven. That means that you can bet on the field that Newcastle do not make it into the Champions League. So you can have. Um, Obviously, Man City, Arsenal, you would expect to get in. You would expect Liverpool to get in. You'd expect them to ride this form to the end of the season now. But you can get the field for Newcastle not to make it. So that would give you Man United, Tottenham and Chelsea. Three chances for Newcastle not to make it in this top four. That is incredible to me that Newcastle are at 10 to 11 and Newcastle not to make it, giving you the trio of Man United, Tottenham and Chelsea all at 10 to 11 for either one of them to make it into the top four. Just incredible odds um, if you if you think about it and think about where Newcastle were at the start of the season and despite the fact they were under this new ownership, was it really likely that they were going to make a run for the top four this early? I mean, I, I heard one radio station calling them genuine title contenders after the day. I'm not sure about that. But I'm very, very hesitant to write them off now as um, they just continued to to do this on a week-to-week basis. They are in red-hot form at the moment and um, they've managed to perfectly blend together the new signings whilst getting a massive tune out of the old signings who were formerly just players who were trying to keep this team in the EPL. Now they look like genuine top four contenders and at least the odds will tell you that as well. Um, Man United are at 6-5. to five. Tottenham have moved out slightly. They're at 13-8. to eight. So without playing a game, Man United have shortened and Tottenham have widened. When I was covering this over on the Resumption Show, I said that Man United should be ahead of Tottenham anyway. It was uh, United at 5-4 to four and Tottenham at 6-5. to five. So United have only shortened slightly, but Tottenham have definitely widened with today's draw. And Chelsea are out at 4-1. to one. 
Chelsea should definitely be in this top four on paper. They've got top, top players. They won in Champions League in 2021 and they've spent a ton of money as well. So um, I, I still ultimately think Manchester United will get in. I think they have a lot more squad depth than, than Newcastle and Tottenham. They don't have more squad depth than Chelsea, but I'm not convinced that Graham Potter was the right manager for Chelsea. I still don't think Chelsea have resolved their striker situation. They're not a team who play counter-attack and football and soak up pressure and, and win games on the break with, with unbelievable pace like what Manchester United and Tottenham tried to do. So they're trying to be a possession-based team who, who dominate the ball. And if you're trying to be a possession-based team, you need goal scorers who are going to make that possession count. You need a number nine. You need an Erling Haaland. You need a Robert Lewandowski. You need a Pete Ronaldo. In fact, it surprises me that Chelsea haven't gone in for the current Ronaldo, why they've let him go to Saudi Arabia, why they haven't gambled on bringing in Cristiano Ronaldo for four or five months here at the end of the season. I know that um, the owner wants him, but it's obviously Graham Potter that doesn't. But at the moment, what Chelsea are doing, or at least what they did for the last few games before the World Cup, wasn't working. Um, I think this will be Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool and Manchester United edging out Newcastle. I think Tottenham and Chelsea will both start next season under new managers and I don't think Graham Potter or Antonio Conte will be managing either one of their teams that they manage at the moment. So let's move on to Manchester United's next game which happens tomorrow night. They take on Nottingham Forest and United are the 1-3 to favourites to win the game. It's 9-2 on the draw and it's 9-1 to on Nottingham Forest. Before we cover this game, a story has broken as I'm actually recording the podcast that Cody Gakpo is on his way to Liverpool. So it's being reported that Liverpool have hijacked Man United's move for Cody Gakpo. It looked like an absolute lock that Cody Gakpo was going to Manchester United. And now suddenly it looks like he's going to Liverpool. In fact, it looks all but done that he's going to Liverpool. That is a phenomenal surprise, a definite major loss for Manchester United if that's the case. And it certainly looks like the case because there isn't even a market for this anymore. It's been completely pulled. It's not a case of if Liverpool are going to hijack the move and if there's any chance that Man United could still get him back. No, it's done. It's gone. It's off the board. Cody Gakpo looks like he's almost 100% going to Liverpool. And that's really, really bad for Manchester United. That makes us look really, really bad. This was a player who Eric Ten Hag wanted ever since he came to the club. I do believe in the back of his mind, he always wanted Cristiano Ronaldo to go. That was always going to be a short-term thing. Ideally, he would have finished the season and it wouldn't have ended so controversially. But for Eric Ten Hag, I think in a way, he got what he really wanted first because he didn't have to wait until this season and get this season out of the way. He can build his team now. He can get everybody used to playing the Eric Ten Hag way now. He can get in as much personnel as possible. And granted, he did not get Frankie de Jong, who was one of his top targets. But I think Casemiro has proved to be a very capable replacement. In fact, he's probably better 
in that holding midfield position and better at doing the holding midfield job. And I think more so Christian Eriksen has adapted into a new role rather than being a cover player for Bruno Fernandes. I think he's more so playing in a role where Frankie de Jong was probably going to play. Because I do think Man United, along with de Jong, probably would have looked at a holding midfield player as well. But while everything is looking pretty good for Manchester United at the moment, that is a big blow to lose Cody Gakpo and to lose him to your biggest rival with Liverpool hijacking the move. So it looks like Man United will be desperately hunting around this window. Hopefully it's not a case of signing another 30, 35-year-old player to just do a job until next summer. Hopefully it is something long-term. I know that's more difficult to do in January. Perhaps Jal Felix on loan would be an option, although he's not an outright number nine. Um, But neither was Cody Gakpo. That was something that I did want to outline on this show, and I was going to talk about that for for some time, saying that this was very much a a left-sided player who who we would be converting into a number nine. And it was very likely that he would be coming in as a as a squad player and we would still be persisting with Anthony Martial and perhaps even playing Marcus Rashford down the middle and, and giving Gakpo the position out on the left. Um, but we don't have to work all that stuff out anymore because it looks like Cody Gakpo, well, it's almost certain that Cody Gakpo isn't coming to the club. So let's move back to this uh, game between Manchester United and Nottingham Forest. Before we do that, let's have a quick listen to what Eric Ten Hag had to say about tomorrow's fixture. Oh, we are aware uh, the competition uh, is tough, but I think it, uh, it counts uh, for all the seven, eight clubs who are fighting for the top four. Uh, so uh, for, um, for all uh, the one who watch uh, and follow the Premier League, it's great uh, because yeah, they will be excited. Uh, um, you have to really battle for, for every duel uh, to get your points. And um, what I'm looking, I'm looking at the process, um, how we're performing. And of course, uh, we have to get the results as well. But if the process is right, when we get the right progress, uh, then I think we have a good opportunity and we have a good chance to get into the top four. Well, United now boast another World Cup winner in their squad after Lissandro Martinez's success with Argentina. Ten Hag says he isn't expecting Martinez to come home anytime soon. I can't answer that question now. He's still celebrating in Argentina. Hey, in Buenos Aires. Hey, still. He's on the touring car, going around in Buenos Aires. So, and I can understand that it's emotionally, emotional, very loaded when you achieve this. Then when you you get World Cup into your country eh, is uh, magnificent is uh, is the highest what you can achieve eh? but uh, also Lidia Martinez has to accept eh, on the 27th the Premier League will go on yeah Martinez celebrating very different emotions for Rafael Varane though although he does have a World Cup medal to his name uh, from four years ago his of course Martinez's teammate was on the losing side this time round of course he's disappointed um, about losing the final but I think also he can be proud eh, that he was again in that final eh? and with all what he achieved already in his football career it's also a massive uh, 
performance uh, if you as a team of uh, as a player as Rafa when you so when you win so many trophies and now yeah he's the second and I, still, I think he can still be proud because uh, getting to the final is already a, t- a big achievement because uh, the nations I think the level of the nations was so close and uh, they came into the final and even in the final as you know they were very close. Yeah, so that was Ten Hag talking about the Boris game. I don't think we've had a manager since Alex Ferguson that deals with the media better. He doesn't give away much, but you can tell that he's very confident. He's very composed. He's very much in control, something that we didn't really have with with Oligan and Solskjaer. In fact, we didn't have it at all. We didn't have it with Ralph Ragnick. Um, Jose Mourinho would would often lose his call. He would get rattled. Um, he he would say too much. You could tell that the job was getting under his skin. I think Louis Van Gaal dealt with the media quite well um, for the most part. Maybe it's a Dutch thing, but I definitely think that um, Eric Ten Hag is a cut above, and uh, everything, as I said, is moving along in the right direction. Let's hope it continues tomorrow with uh, the home game against Nottingham Forest, where we are the 3-10 to favourites to win it. It's 19-4 on the draw, and it's 19-2 here on Nottingham Forest. I cannot see beyond Manchester United winning this game comfortably. I cannot see anything beyond that. The minus 1.5 age and handicap line is available at 10-11. to I think that's very, very generous to us. I do believe we'll be able to cover that. And Man United to win to nil is available at 6-5 to five plus 120. So plus 120 on Manchester United to win tomorrow without conceding. That's exactly what I expect to happen. I'm expecting this to be a very easy day at the office for Manchester United uh, touch wood I don't believe that Jesse Lingard Jesse Lingard is going to get this great homecoming I think the supporters will give him a good reception but ultimately I think that narrative is going to be squashed Man United were building um, building solid momentum especially at home prior to the World Cup with four straight wins Make that five now after their win against Burnley. Um, Three of those wins came by two or more goals. Nottingham Forest have been horrible away from home so far this season. In fact, they've scored just one goal in their travels in the Premier League since they came up. So that isn't good statistical data coming into this game when you've got a goal difference of scored one, conceded 19, that's minus 18 away from home, coming up against the Man United team, who last conceded a goal in the league at Old Trafford on September the 4th, when they conceded against Arsenal, when we beat the league leaders 3-1, a result that seems to look better and better all of the time. Uh, Forest have already lost 4-0, 5-0 and 6-0 on the road this season. So this one could get heavy. I'm confident about Man United continuing this streak. As I said, they've won their last five home games. They won the last four before the World Cup. Three of those four wins by my two, by two or more goals. You can now say four of the last five were by two or more goals. And um, Forrest haven't won away in a league. Scored just one goal this season in their seven away games and conceded 19. So it's looking like it should be 
a comfortable evening's work for Manchester United. I think Marcus Rashford could also get in on the scoring. He's 2-1 to one plus 200 to score any time. I don't think they've adjusted yet for his form this season. It's still very much looking like they're taking last season into consideration. Um, it's possible he could play down the middle tomorrow. Uh, I think he'll stay out wide. I think that uh, they'll start with Anthony Rashford's and Martial down the middle. Um, Ganacho could keep his place out wide, but I don't think he will. I think Anthony will get in. Uh, Marcus Rashford has scored three goals in six games before the World Cup, then scored three times in five games for England in Qatar, and also scored in midweek in the Carabao Cup victory against Burnley as well. So that's another bet to consider here for this one. But ultimately, I'm looking at a comfortable night's work for Manchester United and I really really love the price on us to cover the Asian handicap line the minus 1.5 Asian handicap line at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110 that's it for me for this edition of bet MUFC good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening